Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you ever felt that God was distant from your life, removed? Have you ever felt that God was uninterested and unaccessible? We can go through life and easily think that God doesn't care about what happens to us. God's way up there. I'm way down here. Maybe he's forgotten about me. He must have more important things to do than to worry about little me, right? It's not uncommon to feel like we've been left on our own. Many don't think that God shows up in their lives. And because they don't think that God is involved and active in their lives, they in return don't give him much thought. What has he ever done for me? Do you watch the news or scroll through social media, shaking your head and wondering, where is God? We live in a world ruled by sin, ruined by injustice, violence, and self-centeredness. We live in a corrupted world filled with despair and sickness and death. If you are living in fear of violence or in grinding poverty, it can be hard to feel like God cares for you. If you're living in broken homes or shattered communities, it can be hard to think that God is near. If you're in lockdown and all by yourself, you might be wondering, where is God? But these feelings were also felt by God's Old Testament people. The prophet Isaiah, in our Old Testament lesson today, sees a war-torn Jerusalem. The city is crumbling under foreign occupation. It's a shell of what it once was. And it was not easy for those people either. The people of Israel might have thought that God was no longer involved with them. He no longer cared about them. He's forgotten them. Why would they feel like that. Well, when they looked out their doors, they saw their city crumbling and in ruins under foreign occupation. Those who are left to dwell in this city are destitute, broken, without an ounce of hope. But these are the very people whom Isaiah encourages to sing. Why? He paints this picture. From a battlefield, a messenger approaches the ruined city with important news. Something has happened, and now it has to be announced and declared to the entire city. The watchmen on the city walls are anxious to see who's coming. Even before the messenger actually arrives, the watchmen recognize what the news will be. Finally, the watchmen can't contain themselves and they burst out into song. 
The news is shouted and sung for all to hear. Jerusalem is echoing with the songs of celebration, with shouts and songs of joy. Now consider why these watchmen can't stop singing for joy. The messenger comes with their, with their good news, but the watchmen take up this message and shout it as loudly as they can for all of the inhabitants of this ruined city. Not only has this messenger come to announce victory on a battlefield, but that God himself is coming. The Lord has returned. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. The Lord has come back. He's begun to reign. The message is peace, good news, happiness, salvation, all because God has come back and begun to reign. Now, when you hear our God reigns, don't think of a CEO God. Don't reduce it to, well, when the Bible says God, our God reigns, it means God is in control. God is in charge. The point here is not of a distant CEO God, but on what this God has done for his people in the face of all of their ruin. God has shown his complete commitment to the promises that he made. He has bared his arm. He rolled up his divine sleeves to do what needs to be done. He actually took it upon himself to bring those Israelites peace, happiness, and salvation. What God had promised actually arrived because he did something about it. The city that is crumbling under foreign occupation can now rejoice. God is returning. The city will be restored. The community will be made whole. God has rolled up his sleeves and peace and justice will be restored. Freedom and happiness have been won. He is not distant. He has returned to reign. He's cared. He cares and he gets personally involved. Now that peace and good news and happiness and salvation are not just for the people to whom Isaiah wrote. It's not just for the Old Testament. This active involvement of God himself is not just for the people of Israel and the people of Judah, but it's for all people of the earth. God's commitment is not just to save one particular group of people, but the entire world. God is committed to saving all people. This peace this good news and happiness and salvation are for you. What these messengers are, were reporting loudly is something that they will see fulfilled when the Lord returns to Zion, when Emmanuel is among them, when the King of the Jews is born. The coming of the Son of God in the flesh is our cause for joy. God coming in the flesh is our source of peace and salvation. It is our happiness. It is the good news that in Jesus of Nazareth, our God reigns. 
God has kept His promises. He's rolled up His divine sleeves. He's gotten involved in our mess. God was made flesh, and He dwelt among us. A child who was born on Christmas morning, and that ancient promise that God is going to come back and reign, that's for all who live in among the ruins of this fallen world. Just like God got involved and saved Noah from the wickedness of his day. And just like God personally took action and brought the Israelites back from slavery in Egypt. Just like God himself promised to redeem Israel from their captivity in Babylon. God has saved humanity by becoming one of us. He cares. He's not distant. Those angels on Christmas Eve proclaimed God's peace to all the earth. And whenever divine service is celebrated, we repeat these words, glory be to God on high and on earth, peace, goodwill to men. Because the word was made flesh, that means our God got involved and there can be peace among men. Because the Word was made flesh, that means our God got involved. And there can finally be peace between God and humanity. Because the Word was made flesh, that means our God continues to get involved. And there can be peace in your own soul. In that infant boy, the boy born to the Virgin Mary, we find our God coming down to us rolling up his sleeves and saving us. Saving us from what? We're saved from ourselves. And this salvation is going on within us, growing day by day. We're saved from guilt because, this, because God himself has rolled up his sleeves and is taking our guilt away. We're saved from all that evil that's outside of us. Because the Savior who was born on Christmas Day, He knows our enemies. That helpless child is stronger than evil. That little boy will subdue all enemies under His feet. We in all the world have been freed from sin, death, and hell because God became man. The Word was made flesh. He rolled up His sleeves. He saved us. That is the good news of peace on Christmas Day. Jesus came to bring salvation to all the ends of the earth. Gone are any notions that God's up there and we're down here. Or of our reaching up to God. What we cannot do, God has done. God has come down to us in the child in the manger. We cannot ascend to God, either in our thoughts or in our prayers or dreams or faith. No, we can't reach up to God, but God has rolled up His divine sleeves. He sent His Son into our flesh. Gone are any notions of us seeking for God. We don't seek for God. God has sought in us, and He's found us in the flesh of His Son, conceived of a virgin mother and laid in a manger. Luther once said, I know of no other God than the one who hangs on a cross and nurses at the breasts of his mother. Do not think that God 
is distant or removed from your life. That God is uninterested and unaccessible. God has shown his complete commitment to all of the promises he has made you. He has rolled up his divine sleeves and has done what needs to be done. This is the profound mystery of the incarnation. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And he continues to dwell among us. He dwells among us in the same humble, creaturely way. He continues to come to you in the preached and written word. He continues to roll up his divine sleeves and in the water of holy baptism. He enters your life personally with the bread and the wine of the Holy Supper. There you find God swaddled in all his enfleshed glory, offering you week after week peace, happiness, salvation. Your God is not distant. He's rolled up his sleeves and saved us. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. And may the peace of God which passes all understanding Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at revfenn, R-E-V-F-E-N-N, at iCloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.